We all have heard horror stories of how a remodel nearly tore a couple apart, as well as how impactful our environment can be on our state of well-being. Remodels don't have to end in divorce, and we can reflect our true selves in our environment with the right approach. Welcome to Psychotecture. My name is Rachel Melvald, and I'm a psychotherapist and designer. Psychotecture was developed as a methodological approach to ease issues that come up in design challenges, as well as a philosophy on how our environment can reflect our highest selves. Each week, I will interview an expert in the field of design and psychology to shed light on design challenges. I will also have a special series called The Psychotech is In, where I can offer help to those in design intervention need. If you're enjoying this Psychotech is in, please subscribe to my podcast, as well as follow me on social media at Rachel Melvald. And if you are a client, couple, or designer architect having a design challenge, please feel free to email me at my website, psychotecture.com, or rachel at psychotecture.com. Welcome to the Psychotech is in. Okay. So... We are here today with a very special guest, a friend, a colleague, a longtime colleague, right. Wendy Douglas. We go way back, yes, way back, right, to the County Department of Mental Health. I worked in the children's unit and Wendy worked in the adult unit. And that's how I began to revere Wendy's work because She's a creative, she always was a creative and she is a stellar clinician. And without any further ado, the psychotech is in, I'm bringing Wendy Douglas on the podcast today because she is one of the premier facilitators of a really, really effective treatment intervention called dialectical behavior therapy, DBT started by Susan Shapiro, correct? No, actually, Marsha Linehan. Oh, I'm sorry, Marsha Linehan. That was EMDR. Yeah. Shapiro. In the 80s. That's right. Okay. So let's go into that because, well, first of all, just to finish the introduction of for how we knew each other, but you you began this group at the Los Angeles Department of Mental Health when I met you. So yes, without further ado, please let's introduce Wendy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're going back to our original days at the county when they, they, you know, the county was really brave, Rachel. They started DBT, That's which right. popularized at the time. And I was like, what's this DBT thing? And then I sort of learned it in that setting, which was really interesting, right? Doing yes. a treatment modality with people who were, you know, in great need, I mean, homeless substance using individuals. So that's how, that's how I learned it in like the, the, the trenches. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I was going to say that it was really starting to take off. And the fact that the county really brought this powerful intervention in and working with very, a very high need population, right? And Maslow's hierarchy, really still finding housing and health and so much you had to be accounting for. And I think DBT, while I, why I introduced this today, it's May's mental health month, but also DBT. I do feel this skill set should be learned. Everyone should learn this skill set and it should be taught like in middle school. And I think this is 
as we work with remodels and architects and designers, and we're also looking at Wendy's amazing interior design job that she's done on her own house, DBT skills can not only be used with, you know, in your psychotherapy practice, but it can be used in a remodel oh, and it can, right. So let's just talk about, you know, the history of DBT and, and, you know, what you do. Well, DBT is essentially emotion regulation skills, right? Well, you said it nicely. You said life skills, like over skills for everyone. And originally the reason why it has a little stigma, I mean, residual, right? Is that Marshall Linehan um, created DBT to address people who are really emotionally dysregulated, uh, dysregulated and suicidal. Right. Because some borderline personality disorder diagnoses, it, you know, really treats that disorder really well. Mm-hmm. Then for a long time, people said, oh, borderlines can't be fixed and they need to go do DBT. And so DBT got this reputation that it was only for borderlines, but it's not. So now well, as the research um, body grows, we understand that it helps anybody regulate, right? We're all like have moments of dysregulation. Yes. Uh, so, so it is comprehensive life skills. And now we know anyone in the know, <laughs> which you are now, it, <laughs> you know, you could, anyone can use these skills, someone with anxiety, someone with a substance use problem, someone with an eating disorder issue. And then we have people coming in our, our program that are just like, I want to learn, you know, better regulation and communication skills. Like for example, we were talking about earlier, like working with my contractor who was driving me crazy. Like I use all the DBT stuff. <laughs> Exactly. It is especially useful when working with a contractor and working with rebuild or remodel team, because how much of the frustration and, and what it triggers, I mean, we'll go into what DBT is and then actually, yeah, let's go into just like the major tenets of it and let's see how it was applied because it does, I think remodels and design jobs can really trigger that amygdala in us and all those earlier wounds. I mean, I know for me, my control issues come up so big time. Oh, well, yes. I think about you and your amazing space there. And I'm like that Virgo, she's so amazing. She's so, she's so organized. You're right about that. I, in fact, it's funny. I hadn't really thought about that. How DBT, the, one of the major tenets, is it a balance? balances acceptance mm-hmm. versus the dialectic, which means the opposite, right? Change. So you're always having to decide what to accept and live with and what you want to work to change. And those two things, those poles pull against each other all the time. And so think about in contracting or any remodel or any project, you're like, can I live with this? Like, am I going to live with this? Or am I going to like, is this the hill to die on? <laughs> <laughs> that says it so well. And I love how you just put the, di- is it the dialectical of, can I live with this? Can I sit with this? Or is this going to be like, what's going to, you know, implode on me? And it's holding those is, is the dialectical and DBT, like you're saying, holding those two areas in you. Yeah, because two things can be true at once. And so we're living with the discomfort of an an ambiguous situation and we're deciding, 
you know, with our wise mind, which is a DBT term, uh, our emotions and our logic. So another dialectic, emotions and logic. And we're always looking for a synthesis. Like, what can I live with? What resonates for me in this scenario? Mm-hmm. So using the wisdom of your emotions and using the wisdom of your logic and putting it together for an outcome or a desired goal. That's so perfectly stated. And like you just described it, who could not benefit from just being able to, I I think Barbara Streisand even said this, like the key to her, you know, I don't know, I might be misquoting her, but to, to hold conflict and to know we can have two different, we can have many different emotions. We, We don't have to necessarily fix it. And I love DBT and how you describe this in that we have to use wise mind. We have to evaluate the facts, so to speak, our emotional life with our logical life. Yes. And I, I would add to that another tenet of DBT, by the way, is this wisdom we take from Eastern Zen Buddhism, which is the non judgmental stance. Mm. Really approaching your life, your emotions, your decisions, other people, difficult situations with non-judgment. Yes. 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 Thank you for reminding me of that, that there is a strong spiritual Buddhist uh, principle or attitude in the work. And that, I love that even more because it, it synthesizes it with so many therapies, right? Like cognitive behavioral therapy, compassion, you know, with, the non-judgmental stance. And that's beautifully stated. So thank you. Right. Yeah. To have the non-judgmental. So for example, you know, like you said, DBT started off treating borderline personality disorder and what, why that was so effective in reducing suicidality or going into the hospital was because the borderline state becomes you know, it's that primitive state, right? It's that fight or flight. Yeah. And we look at trauma, right? Yeah. It's very unconscious. Well, yeah. Or you tell me. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's very black and white, right? Right. Stay away from the black and white thinking, which is like, this situation is so terrible. I just want to die. I can't. Right. And a lot of that has to do with grief and loss, right? Like I'm so alone. And in this moment and things for, for a lot of people can feel like unrelenting crisis or really difficult situations where it does feel like, oh my God, what is life? It's going to look like this and kind of digging yourself out of a hole. So we're constantly trying to say, okay, but that's this moment. Let's look at broader context. Let's take a dialectical approach to time, to the situation. So it's tough, tough work with people who are suicidal, of course, in the extreme, but right. It's still, we suffer a lot. We humans suffer a lot. So to find a middle path around some of our difficult issues is challenging. So that's yeah. what. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And the middle path, another Buddhist concept, right? In finding this middle path and that so often the splitting of seeing things in black and white, well, that person's bad because they did that, or I'm going to have to write them off. And that's the easy part. But when we have to kind of evaluate the good, bad, and the ugly in everybody, right? That's the hardest part, right? In humanity. Yeah. How do you keep people around when you're mad at them or how do you, yeah. 
decide if you're going to throw a relationship away completely and are you going to throw the baby out with the bathwater or are you going to integrate people's flaws, your, your angry feelings and sort of, you know, have more of a, an amalgam of mm-hmm. a, any situation. And it's such a, it, it's such a approach. It's such a therapeutic approach to almost maturation. It's like maturing us, right? It's spiritually and emotionally maturing in, in that, a maturational process, I see it as. I guess the more I regulate myself, the more mature I feel like I am. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't it, don't you feel, and we talk about that, that feeling of building mastery, right? Mm. Feeling masterful with your emotions and letting go, diffusing from sort of the, the gripping of life. Mm-hmm feels really good. It feels really good. And what I love about DBT, what you do and what you've done in many of your groups, are you still running the groups at West side? No, actually we are in Sherman Oaks in Sherman Oaks. Okay. So I'm yeah. sorry, Sherman Oaks. Yes. It's okay. I used to be on the West side. That's why you're thinking now. So now it's so well, so we're called Valley DBT and we run groups. Actually, some groups are on zoom because many adults are like, fully embraced the, the no commute lifestyle. So fine. (laughs) (laughs) We do therapy with this dialectical lens, or we can call it like a language. You're learning to speak a certain language. Yes. Yes. And the language is like, give me an example of speaking a new language and how, you know, even how anyone could benefit from that. Well, should I tell you my shower story? Yes. I would love to hear your shower story, Wendy. Thank you. Okay. Okay, You saw my bathroom. I remodeled this bathroom. Oh my gosh. I wish we had the footage and I have to say, Wendy, you not only are a stellar clinician and psychotherapist, but your design eye is really extraordinary. This bathroom is so like on trend interior design wise and just the tile, the wallpaper, you describe it, go into it. Well, the wallpaper is this designer named Pollock. It's, it's all black and white. So it's a white wallpaper, which is black sketches of hands all over it. And so yes. I hands. So if you Google hands wallpaper by Pollock. Okay. That's great. That's yeah. great. Okay. I loved it. It was yeah. so, so unique. It's that mid-century contemporary fusion, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 1964 mid-century. So anyway, the story is that I redid the shower and bought this tile from Italy. And of course, you know, anytime you do something for the first time, I didn't buy enough tile. No. And this was your first bathroom remodel because yes. this was, yes, when you bought the house before the pandemic, you attacked this. Okay. And I relied on the tile guys or the contractor to say like how much I need. I said, well, this, he said, well, measure this, measure this. And I went and I, and I did it myself. I'm like, well, I'm going to do this myself. And I went to the tile store and they did what they were told. They ordered my, and then the guys are tiling and they run out and there's this much left. They get all the way around up to a square, about two by three. And this is ordered from Italy. So this is not like you're going to Home Depot. Okay back to the nice tile. It's called Westside Tile in Canoga Park. And I go back and I'm like, well, I just need like more boxes of tile. And they say, well, they don't make that tile anymore. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) 
Okay, this is where the DBT comes into play. What 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 did you experience, Wendy? Were you in fight or flight or panic? Let me just tell you, like, I'm sure you can understand, like, these things feel so, it felt, I was so angry at, like, look, like, why didn't you tell me to, or I needed a certain amount of extra, and why didn't the, why didn't the tiles place, like, I told them the thing, like, so many, like, questioning. And we talk about this concept in DBT of radical acceptance. Right. And right. I'm not in acceptance over this tile being like, I was like, why, why did you, I was so upset. Right. And here I am. And you want to just see what, who is to blame in some way, like who, who's going to take responsibility for this yes. mishap. Yeah. So- to use all my interpersonal skills about attending to the goal without ruining and burning this bridge. Cause I wanted to be like, I'm going to give you a bad Yelp review. I mean, like you can really, right. You can see how it plays out, right? Yes. Well, that's, that's just the DBT. That's the reg. That's the part where you're wanting to blame. You're wanting to go into your, you're feeling the rage. You're wanting to catastrophic. Like it's catastrophic. I went yes. Oh my gosh. Like I never did what happens. I have to rip out all the tile. It's going to cost me $5,000 million to do this. And I hate him. And then I would have a friend come in and start to say, what if you did something really interesting with that empty patch? Like what if it became a design opportunity and here's the dialectic coming in. I love it. And so I was like, okay, Wendy, you teach dialectics. You need to hold the dialectic of like, yeah, Let's look at all the possibilities here. So like I, I didn't, you know, the brain wants to connect to an outcome. And I just refused to do that until I was like, well, we're living with this problem. I'm living with this problem. <laughs> right. And I mean, it, it's, it seems silly, like, but you know how these things are like little, it's like a rock in your shoe. You're like, yes. first world problems. Yes. My tile, who cares? But it's a rock. Like, that's right. Like, yeah lot of time. No, but that's a lot of time and money. And you already had this beautiful shower almost. It was just in the shower stall or the whole uh, flooring. Just one wall, one patch of the shower wall. Yeah. Well, it also triggers a lot of other things, you know, I don't know. I think it just, like you're saying, it's yeah, first world problems, but you know, we can't, underestimate when you're going through a project like that and spending a lot of money and, and a I, lot had, of- I had a vision and mm-hmm. I you know if this was white tile, like the shower was all white, it's very hard to make it something different. Right. Do I put a quote up there? Is it <laughs> here? Like, what do I do? Anyway, so you can see all the skills at play, like having to, to work this out. And I went into the skill of problem solving and decided, no, I'm going to not give up on this tile. And I enlisted the help of some tile person to call oh, all over the country and find a hidden box of tile. And they found it in San Francisco and someone found it on the warehouse floor. There were two boxes left and then they shipped them to me. Are you kidding me? No. I would have been like jumping for joy that, but you did your work. You did your research. Did so, well. yes. so then you cut, you said, okay, let me just put this in perspective. Let me, let me work through the problem. You said, okay, instead of, like you said, wanting to hold people responsible, like who, who did this, you did creative solution focused, right. 
Well, I balance. I'm like, I can accept it. There's like a continuum of acceptance versus change. And I, you know, if I accept it, what does it look like? If I problem solve, I'm over into the change territory. And so I worked, I'm like, I'm not going to give up on the change side. I'm going to look at both. And then in within the change dialect side of the dialectic, I found the tile. Right. So you can hold acceptance, which with in the change, in the change pot, because sometimes we do still need to change. We, you didn't need to accept it at that point. Not yet. I wasn't yet. And I didn't burn the house down at West side tile. I'm sure I wasn't, they told don't love me, but I didn't like go nuts over there. And I didn't, you know, I just, I just kind of stayed center. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you really just, even in you know, I do somatic experiencing trauma work, just looking at your physicality of like zenning out and you know, you're, you're, you look so Zen in your (laughs) back, your (laughs) backdrop is so Zen that you zened out and you were so diligent in your research and you happen to find these two boxes in a warehouse. I know. I and know. there you go. And so in the change part, being creative, not staying in the blame game or the catastrophic thinking or the catastrophic thinking, but using your mind, your wise mind. Yeah. Mindfulness skills. Yeah. Mind, mindfulness skills to start to evaluate the different options and not acting on your impulse either. Oh yeah. The impulse to like tantrum and be like, (laughs) (laughs) I think we'll say about something like this. You can keep it in perspective in the bigger picture of life. Nobody's dying here over some time. So you do have to keep it in perspective, but these things add stress to the pile of other life stressors. Like, you know, you got other heavy things happening in life and then you got, you know, your pet is sick and going to the, or you have something with your kids or there's a conflict. The tile thing happens. And in DBT, we measure, we're constantly mindful of our stress level on a scale. Okay. Great. 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 If you're up here with vulnerabilities and, and life stressors, a little tile thing can sort of put you over the edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it didn't do that. Thank God. Cause I use all my skills to bring myself to the ground, but like to ground myself, but yeah. Think about a remodel. People say what? Death, divorce, taxes, and a remodel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just said it right there. It can be the tipping point of a lot of relationships, a lot of, you know, and look, and sometimes it's what shows how people are unified, yet it is, it can be, a, it's a major stressor, like you're saying. Well, and my, my this is just a side note, but my saying with you know any kind of project around the home is, it's never going to go the way you think. And if it does, then you're celebrating. You're like, what? Everything <laughs> suck. They did the job right and it worked and it looks good. What? <laughs> Wendy, I love it because it's so true. You cannot expect everything to go as like you have your vision, but you have to roll with being creative as to it might end up very different. And if it does, it's like hope, expect to not, but hope for the best. Yeah. And hope- like you, <laughs> yeah, but I think you bring up such an important point in 
any real estate buy or remodel, as well as just how life we can't control that outcome. And I loved how you said in DBT, we want the outcome. Yeah. We have a goal. We have a light, what we call a life worth living goal. Okay. A life worth living goal. Being really clear about what you want your life to look like. What does a life worth living look like for you concretely? Not mm-hmm. how you concretely, what do you, what does it look like and set? And how do I have to act and how do I have to behave to get that? Yes. And how do I have to behave? And I love how grounded that approach is in terms of we do want to have a vision and a goal, and we do have to enact certain steps to get there. And what DBT does, it really provides really, really important skill set of emotional regulation, holding the dialectical, using our wise mind and a non-judgmental stance. Yes. Communicating effectively with others so that you can maintain your relationships. I find that most people have a relationship goal, whether it's, you know, build a community of people, maintain my friendships, find a relationship, find a husband, whatever it is, or wife. There's, there's always a relationship goal. So DBT addresses that too. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah. Which is the hardest in the sense that we don't have control over people, places and things. So our relationships, yes. So to put that intention out there, and I, I guess if we could, we're, we're going to have to wind down now, but if let's say if you're working with a contractor, a team, a real estate agent, whatever, you were the designer on your- Essentially, yes, I was. Yes, which is great. You were able to hold, I mean, y- you can hold a lot, Wendy, I have to say. Your, your ability to hold creativity and, and just- such a vast amount of emotions in yourself and life and the people you serve, you know, it kind of doesn't surprise me that you (laughs) mastered this home remodel in such a fantastic way. I have to say, and I'm saying this to our guests because I haven't seen this place and I haven't seen Wendy in a long time. So I'm definitely an amateur designer, mad respect to the designers out there because now that I've, you know, stumbled through one time, (laughs) Like, like, I mean, I, yes, I did all their parts of the house too, but man, people are like, well, you know, you could always go into design if you're, you know, after there, I'm like, no, no, no. Oh no. That's like a whole career path. Like, I mean, I'm, well, you, I'm, I'm dabbling, but, but you have your case study almost, right? I think you have a gorgeous, a gorgeous home that really, there's so many elements that speak to, you know, what I also do in psychotecture, how you curate your world to feel good in your space and getting a glimpse of all the elements, you know, from outdoor shower to a Vista, you know, you, you really do embrace, like, even in all the textures and colors you use, it's, it's very, it feels good to see it. It does. And, you know, I, I'm inspired by you definitely like in my subconscious, like I know we've seen each other a while, but I'm like, you know, she gets it. She really knows that you have to feel comfortable in this space emotionally. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and it really, it 
elicits such a such a comfort and beauty and zen it feels very zen and grounded just what i've got to see through your camera and hope to see it live someday soon and, and as we end i just want to sing your praises a little more wendy's clinic group like you were describing how would people contact you is the website the best way people can contact you and your group because you have a whole group Yes, San Fernando Valley DBT. We are the only DBT practice in the Valley, right? So we're the, the, the you know, largest, I think one of the oldest, right? And so we've got five different therapists and yes, valleydbt.com or sfvdbt.com. There's a few, yeah, just Google Valley DBT, six different groups. We also see teens now. So, oh my gosh, that's great because teenagers are right in that, yeah. that, that need to regulate, right? They're very extreme and dramatic in their, their crisis, right? And so actually there's been sort of a tidal wave of teens that have come in during the pandemic because it's been so dysregulating. So yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you for opening up your group and your clinic to teens. And that's true because there has been such a wave of, of teens needing that. So I just can't appreciate you any more than, I mean, I just really esteem you as a person, the work that you've built and the treating and healing of people that you continue to do. And you're just a damn great designer. So that's such a nice. Yeah. So thank you. And I think we have some, we have some great tips and golden nuggets of using a highly researched effective treatment strategy for design and working with people in the design realm. And I think it's, it's dire, it's important. And thank you, Wendy, for bringing your wisdom to our podcast today. Always a pleasure to see you and talk to you. You're amazing. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you, Wendy. Okay. Bye. Bye. This is Psychotecture by Rachel Malvald with coaching, consultation, and psychotherapy offered virtually and in home throughout the Los Angeles greater area and nationally. We work to ease design challenges to create transformative habitats. Thank you, and we look forward to the next episode and your questions. If you're enjoying this Psychotech is in, please subscribe to my podcast, as well as follow me on social media at Rachel Malvald. And if you are a client, couple, or designer architect having a design challenge, please feel free to email me at my website, psychotecture.com, or rachel at psychotecture.com.